What's up, everybody? Uh, this is Mark King and Cyrus Andrews, and uh, we're welcoming you to our new podcast, The Super Mark Party. It's a wrestling podcast. Uh, we're going to be focusing on wrestling in general, but uh, mainly, I think, for the next for the first chunk of episodes, we're going to be focusing on AEW. Uh, we're five years into AEW, and uh, I think, you know, uh, everyone makes a five-year plan. Uh, like, how did the five years go for AEW? And I think that's So what we're going to make a five-year podcast plan and hope a, we can yeah, get there? <laughs> not necessarily a five-year podcast plan, but, like, uh, you know, let's review the five years. And, like, yeah. you know, I think at the, like... Eventually, I think we're going to come to a determination of like what the next five years need to bring for AEW to survive. Uh, um, they're going to need a lot. <laughs> yeah, uh, they're going to need so much to change. And god damn it! I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, there's one part of the thing we'll get to in the podcast, but there's just one aspect that's pretty obvious. <laughs> and we all know what that is, but we'll get to it a little bit later. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. We'll get to it a little bit later. Um, so, as I said before, I'm Mark King. Uh, and this is uh, Cyrus Andrews. And, yeah, welcome to the welcome to the show. Uh, we're or happy the party. To, or the party. Welcome to the party, man. Yeah, uh, we just had a, a, a last-minute change and went from podcast to party, so here we go. That's how it is. And all of our Twitter, social media that says podcast, fuck it. It's already there. And you're just going to have to look up Supermark Party. I mean, we can fix that. We can fix that in post, right? <laughs> I, that's more administration work I don't want to fucking do. <laughs> oh, dude. I mean, we'll, 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 get, we'll get to we'll, it. We'll get to it. We'll, we'll yeah, get yeah. to it. So, so Cyrus, uh, tell me, how did you get into wrestling? Uh, do we want to do the, the childhood, like, spring up? Yeah. Like, tell me about, like, your earliest, like, memories and, like, like what, what got you into it and, like, what kept you around? And, like, did you dip out for a little bit? Did you come back? You know, what's your relationship like with it? Okay. Uh, it first started off with being a WCW mark at, like, age eight. Okay. Um, this is, I think, right before the Attitude Era kicked off. And uh, it was something that me and my grandpa, who uh, is a Cambodian immigrant and uh, didn't know how to speak English very well, but he loved pro wrestling for whatever reason. Um, so I kind of just watched that with him every so often when he'd come around. Then uh, during, you know, the Attitude Era, we all, uh, me and uh, Mark are roughly the same age, and we grew up during the Attitude Era, basically from the start to yeah, um, yeah. We're about to we're, the we're, eventual we're, end. We're roughly the same age, like probably like a few months apart. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Um, I went through the Attitude Era phase in my middle school years, and then dropped off right after, like, or right when uh, Atti- or was it Ruthless Aggression started taking off. And yeah. I was like, yeah, we're done. And for years, I've been out of the loop. And it started back with me getting into it in 2016 or 17, around that time. I decided I should subscribe to the WWE like uh, subscription service. The network. See, yeah, the network. There you go. Yeah, it's we refer to it as the, us marks refer to the WWE oh, the network as the network. Oh, I thought it was the Fed. I mean, uh, yeah. Or That's the old Fed. school. That's old school. But like the streaming service, I, I like all of us pretty much refer to it as the network. So moving forward, if you hear us talking about the network, we're, we're talking about the WWE network. Or the Fed. Or the Fed. WWF, baby. Never so, die. So 2016, you got back into it. You got the... You got the I uh, got the subscription, started watching. I wanted to watch the rise of the Attitude Era as an adult and kind of see what I didn't understand at the time. And then uh, kind of dipped off again because I got personal shit that kind of dro- like drove me away from it. And then I got back into it in 2019 with, um, and this everything leading up to it, this is WWE, just kind of recapping. I watched some ECW stuff, you know, whatever the Fed bought at the time. And then I decided to try out New Japan 
2019, my goal for that year was to somewhat get in shape and just watch pro wrestling and uh, try something that isn't uh, the Fed. So I went sh watched New Japan because of the whole Bullet Club thing popping off. I'm like way late into it. And then from 2019, uh, we I mean, we saw the birth of AEW, and we've been following the, the, the what do they call it, the weekly? Yeah, like the, 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 the weekly show, Dynamite. Um, yeah, your story is very similar to mine. Like, uh, I got into wrestling probably around eight is when I first really became aware of it. It was like 1996. Were you a WCW or WWE? I was a WWE fan exclusive. I, I did oh, not. So you started. I did not connect with WCW. I, I, it wasn't until later, until uh, much later, that like once the uh, once I I uh, like once I got like the network that I really started to check out uh, some of the older stuff. Uh, but like I, I I remember as a kid I did watch some Jim Crockett and some WCW like tapes that you know what you could get from the. The video store, I remember renting, mm -hmm. uh, I remember renting some, I think it was a Steamboat Flare thing, and uh, it, they had a few of the their classic matches, like the highlights The that... highlights of, uh, of those three incredible matches they had uh, in 88 and 89. Were they basically back-to-back -back matches, or did they, like, th throw in promos leading into it? Uh, there were some promos. Uh, there were, they definitely had, like, the, 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 the pre-match promo and the post-match promo. Like, they, they... These, this was when WCW and the NWA were... Like really in bed with each other. With, yeah, point. real like you know they were carrying Jim Crockett sold to W uh, sold to Turner and they still had their relationship with uh, with uh, the NWA uh, mm -hmm. and so but yeah '96 I got into wrestling I was a huge uh, I was a huge Stone Cold Mark uh, yeah that's pro early. Pro I got into it around uh, I think around Pillman's got a gun so that was right after he dropped the um, the. Uh, was it the yeah, I got master? Into, uh, yeah, it, it was yeah, it was definitely after WrestleMania 12, and it was definitely after uh, King of the Ring 96 when we got that incredible uh, Austin 316 just kicked your ass promo. Yeah, and um, uh, kind of buried Jake the Snake on that one. <laughs> yeah, I mean Jake the Snake buried himself. But. Yeah, but, yeah, that's a different that's a different topic, and we'll get to that one just somewhere so, in the future. We'll so, put that so, in the notes somewhere. Somewhere, somewhere. Um, so yeah, so I watched it consistently or semi consistently uh, the the weekly product, you know, Raw. And uh, eventually, SmackDown. When SmackDown came around, uh, mm -hmm. I, I loved SmackDown. I thought the SmackDown set was so cool. That original, it, it, it was futuristic. The, the circle screen. I mean, makes no fucking sense now. But that like, was two thousand, brother. But it, it like it's iconic. The SmackDown lettering, like the branding for SmackDown, was incredible. The branding for Raw when they rebranded in '97 was was also pretty cool. Yeah, it was a more grittier and like kind of rougher around the edges. I definitely think an eight and nine, eight or nine-year-old should not have been watching it then. Absolutely not. Um, like it, what you know, was I, funny is uh, I was watching, uh, I put on WCW for like my older cousin who was a WWF mark at the time and like during the Attitude Era and he for, like he basically convinced me I should be watching WWF and yeah. like, get rid of the WCW shit. No, I feel that. So yeah, so I watched all the way up until uh, the Ruthless Aggression era. I kind of signed off uh, in uh, or 2003 Three two thousand four around the time of WrestleMania nineteen is when I I kind of just stopped watching the weekly pro, uh, product. Mm -hmm. um, I did catch Shawn Michaels return. Like Stone Cold left in two thousand two. Like he took his ball and went home before he came back in in twenty or in two thousand three. Mm -hmm. uh, but we got like the return of Shawn Michaels, who I was also a fan of. So yeah. it was really cool seeing Shawn Michaels back. But then like the product started to get stale. They did the brand split, and I kind of checked out. But like I still was like aware of it. Like uh, and I still would like you know. You would check in. I would like, check uh, in. I would like, check uh, in periodically. 
Like a, a rehab patient. You got to check in every 90 days. Yeah. And, Except but like, this is like every three years. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, around that same time uh, was like the formation of TNA, which I was not a fan of, and also Ring of Honor, which I became a fan of because they had those incredible DVDs uh, that they were selling at like Best Buy, uh, Suncoast, uh, you know, like the, especially like the punk the, versus yeah, Samoa the places Joe. where you would actually have to buy media. Yeah, exactly. Like physically, you couldn't just download it unless if you were like had rich parents and you knew what you were doing with the computer. <laughs> I don't even think like video was that good back then on Kazan, LimeWire. No, it was terrible, and it usually had viruses on it. Like at least fifty percent of it. Oh yeah, I mean like I destroyed I de- I destroyed like three like parental computers back in the day, and like some friends' computers. Yeah, I had to learn how to fix my computer like several times, so I got really good at computers after. Yeah. Yeah, ninth like hard drive wipe same same uh but yeah so i got into i got a little I, I i caught early ring of honor i thought that was cool but then like as mjf said uh i started getting laid and so i stopped watching <laughs> oh uh, brother but like i still checked in on it like uh when uh like i remember you just had to like check in on it in the bathroom on twitter or something. i remember i remember becoming aware of the streak when Shawn Michaels and, and Undertaker were wrestling. Mm-hmm. And I remember like getting kind of like into that. I remember checking back in for Rick or Ric Flair's like retirement run in WWE. Uh, and then like Did I kind of- Second or third? Uh, the, the one, the, 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 the Shawn Michaels, <laughs> oh, I the love Sha- you. The one that led up to the Shawn Michaels- uh, I love you, man. super kick, yeah. Iconic. Iconic. Uh, and then uh, I kind of tuned out, and then it wasn't until the pipe bomb came around that I started checking back in on the promo, or I mean on the on the weekly show. And I remember, I remember like realizing, holy shit, that's CM Punk, the guy I was watching all those Ring of Honor things, like literally eight years ago. Yeah, you he know? just looked a little bit more scrawnier. Yeah, he, a little bit more. Uh, what do they call that? Cagey. I mean, he was still ferocious on the mic. He he he. His promos got better mm-hmm. um, as time went on. As time went on, and like uh, by the time like the pipe bomb and like that whole run into what was it, Money in the Bank, twenty eleven, mm-hmm. uh, where they redid the Summer of Punk. Uh, like I remember that being very entertaining, and then I kind of tuned back out. Uh, I remember I was uh, I was living in the Midwest uh, in in twenty fourteen to around twenty sixteen, and I remember like it was it was I was in a area of the midwest that was just terrible like it was like just nothing there was you. nothing it was flat the people there were like really into cheese curds and uh and like foot like lived and breathed football and hockey like more obsessed with hockey than punk is that that's closer to minnesota right i mean yeah it was, it was around that area yeah okay. and uh and i remember like thinking about stone cold steve austin and i remember thinking about like like thinking about the good times with Stone Cold and like all the the whole McMahon feud, and it really made me nostalgic. And so I like started checking in on the product again, uh, the WWE product. And I remember it being kind of trash around like 20, 2014, 2015. Uh, but like I started like going back and finding old clips, and like I remember like reliving the ECW Austin era, reliving what, what, all of three matches. It, it was, yeah, it was one match. It's and, one like, match and it, three promos. Yeah, it was one match. It was still iconic. <clears throat> oh, it is. Uh, like they were going. He was going all in on WCW. Oh yeah. So like there was that, and then where the uh, big boys play with each other. Yeah. With the big boys. <laughs> you you didn't remember that quote? That like that, that stood out so much. And he was like, "With the big boys play with each other." I'm like. Damn, he had no disregard for that. Yeah, like, and then, like, also, like, getting to relive Pillman in ECW, like, because I was also a huge Pillman fan as a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't even aware at the time of the, like, his whole WCW 
run uh, prior to that. I knew he was in a tag with Austin, but like I didn't realize that the whole Pillman, the Loose Cannon character started in WCW, yeah. went to ECW, and then like unfortunately ended in WWE. Yeah. So I, I like too there soon, was really. too soon, and then I became aware of. Uh, Bullet Club around 2016, 2017. Like, I remember reading some uh, some stuff from Bullet Club because it was, like, coming into, like, mainstream sports news. And I was really into – I was paying attention to mainstream sports at the time. Man, when did AJ Styles get in? Because, like, that was, like, the thing that kind of came That was off. earlier. That was – that, like, now I know that was earlier. That was, like, 2014-ish. Yeah, that's, like – so that's uh, Bullet Club leader, too, was AJ yeah. Styles. So that's, First like – First one was, uh, was, Prin- or was uh, uh, Prince Devitt or Prince Finn Devitt. Balor, as yeah. the Fed calls him. Yeah, it's, it's the Fed. Uh, um, so yeah, so I was aware of that. I was aware of the Bullet Club movement. I was aware of uh, the Jack, the Jacksons, uh, the Young Bucks. Mm-hmm. I was I was aware of Kenny Omega. I I was also aware of Kenny Omega because as a as a video gamer, like this dude was dressing up like Street Fighter. You know. Yeah, and, you would notice his ring gear, especially for like Wrestle Kingdom or big pay per views. He would definitely show how much of a nerd he is. Oh and yeah, I was he, like, he, that's tight. He went all out. You know. Yeah. Um, and then I remember the All In. I remember All In kind of being this big deal on twitter yeah this is like right after cody got released from uh the fed and yeah he went on this weird excursion so he hit like ring of honor he hit new japan they were doing some pw pwg or it's pwg pro wrestling wrestling yeah pro wrestling really yeah pwg yeah the the receda the the receda stuff um so yeah like i remember getting into that uh or hearing about that but i didn't really get back into the product uh until after AEW was around and it wasn't until honestly like punk came in that i started like checking back in inconsistently because mm-hmm. i i wanted to see where this like you know last we heard from punk he was never wrestling again and then yeah. he had that failed ufc run yeah which was very unfortunate and then but, he became like a c-list actor yeah he's, like, i mean he's still a c-list actor um, but you know he's trying he's, he's trying you gotta he, love you gotta love him for that he needs a good agent he needs rock's agent Oh yeah, he definitely. Well, uh, yeah, he definitely needs. He needs. A, he definitely needs a a, a good agent. Uh, yeah. But, but yeah. So I got into it then, and then I got really into it then, and then uh, a little bit before Brawl Out is when I decided that okay, I'm gonna start watching it weekly. Right when they took Punk off. <laughs> yeah, but it was it was like I it was the the MJF uh, pipe bomb was when I started getting back into it. Then they did Forbidden Door. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, that's they, a good gateway into J- New Japan. Yeah, and I was I'd always wanted to get into New Japan and I really loved that like Forbidden Door was literally a gateway into New Japan. Like you know, you growing up uh being a wrestling mark, you always hear the stories of like, oh yeah, like you should you go know, check out New Japan shit. Hell, it's even wild. Everyone's b- did a tour in Japan. Even, hell, even Hogan, Austin did one. Yeah. Uh that's like, when uh, their contract was done at in WWE and they would just be like, I still got to wrestle, but they get to change their style and, and a little bit of their gimmick. Yeah. So it's really interesting to see like Brock Lesnar changed his style completely. Stone Cold changed his style completely. Even Hogan, like, kind of got some better moves in there. I mean, Flair is the king of New Japan. Yeah. Like, he was over there just being a damn menace to the oh, Japanese. Yeah. You know who I found out was just, like... Sorry to go off on a tangent. You know who I found out was, like, a king of New Japan? Just, like, so much better in New Japan than, than in, in the U.S.? Chris Big Benoit? Van Vader. Oh, Vader. Big Van Vader got apparently so over in Japan... That like after he was let go by WWE, like he just went over there and he just lived there and and like was just like clean in house. I mean, they'll pay good money. Oh for, yeah. Like a, did he? He played heel the entire time. Yeah. So why did we? Why did you want to do this podcast with me? <sighs> Literally, this started like four weeks, six weeks ago. This was post uh, 
is it all in the one that uh that was in England? Yeah, that Wembley, all in in yeah, Wembley. All in in Wembley. And um, when we heard about the news and stuff, I was at a, I was full disclosure, I was at a bachelor party, uh, uh in Hawaii, yeah. when all this shit was going down. <laughs> so you were even further removed. I was further removed, and I remember, I remember at like after just like being hung over and just dying. Uh, on the beach, uh, like crawling back to my Airbnb to talk shit with you about the whole like post all in fiasco that had happened. Yeah, and uh, you know we'll get more into that in a, in a future episode. But yeah, essentially, uh, Mark would call me up every other day and just talk hours upon pro wrestling. And at one point, I think we had like a three hour conversation, and I was like, brother, I got we got. I gotta go to bed. Oh yeah, I, I got I got a show to run tomorrow, and this is at like one. And then I made a, this little offhand comment: "Is like, for the amount of time we put in these phone calls talking about pro wrestling, we should just start a podcast and see if anyone finds this entertaining." Yeah. And at first, it was resistance. There was a little resistance. I I I, I didn't really want to do it. I tried to start podcasts with other people, and it, like we'd get to we'd we'd even record an episode. And then it would just never go anywhere. And, like, there's logistical issues. Like, you know, for instance, you live... Uh, I live in the great state of Washington, so Seattle. Yeah, and I, live in, uh, I live in Los Angeles. Um, yeah. And so there, there, there is, there's that. Uh, we're recording together. We're yeah, up in uh, the... it just happened to be that uh, Mark decided to fly up here for Halloween weekend, and we're going to get into something. Yeah, hopefully. we're going to get into something, yeah. you know. And then um, we'll figure out the logistics stuff, um, so... Professionally, I work in like video production, but mostly focused towards corporation commercial stuff. So like, it's boring as shit. I lost my creative soul, and I've been floundering around trying to find something creative. I did one podcast for about a few years, and I fucking hated it by year five. So I had my year five already. <laughs> so, um, well, hopefully this won't make you hate your soul uh this is gonna be fun this is gonna be fast this is gonna be loose this is gonna be uh just like ryback in the ring without uh, <laughs> uh without the injury to yeah. Punk. uh yeah yeah uh this is gonna be uh you know uh this is gonna be just like a uh, a tiger driver 91 you know what i'm just, saying just barely cutting it close just barely cutting it close um but yeah so my background is uh i'm uh i work in uh film Music videos, uh, commercials. Oh, you're uh, doing the Hollywood shit. I do the Hollywood shit. I, uh, I, I've worked on some big projects, uh, and I have a, a real deep knowledge of production and like what goes into live production as well as uh, scripted and narrative, and as well as like commercial stuff as well, you know? Yeah, I am more focused on live events, and me and Mark went to like just traditional film school in the sense that you have to start, stop, you call it, you reset shit. Yeah, we've, we've, we've known each other since film school. We've known each other for over About 13 years now. 13 years? Yeah, it's been 13 years, bro. Fuck. I know, dude. I thought film school was literally like two years ago. No, nah, dog, it's been 13 years. You can't get rid of me. I, I can't, apparently. I can't get a, a damn state in between us to get rid of you. Yeah, so I mean, like, we have, like, I feel like we're able yeah. to bring, like, an inside knowledge, like, inside baseball to, uh... Especially with live events for me, like, yeah. like there, it's fucking chaos. It's chaos, and I think, I think like, what I wanted to do with this podcast, uh, what, like, I want to do with this podcast, and, uh, like, what I think our goals should be is, is I, I want to have a space where we can, like, shoot the shit, but focus on, like, the narrative storytelling, and if it's working, if it's not working, like... 
why is it getting over? You have like eight opinions on every goddamn storyline. Yeah, I mean, we all do. I mean, like, we're all marks. Like, we all love shit and hate shit. Uh, But, you know, like, there's that. Wanted to, you know, wanted a a fun place to, you know, talk about wrestling uh, with somebody that, you know, is a friend. Uh, Yeah, uh, he's one of my best friends. Yeah, one of my best friends, too. I mean, without each other, we wouldn't have made film school. Oh, no, we would have fucking floundered. We were were the outcasts of all the cool artsy kids. We were the, fuck you, fuck you, Soraya. We were the real outcasts. Yeah. Man, do you know what it's like to run a two-man video production when no one wants to work with you? Yeah. You can't fit in the five minimum roles you need for a video production that we were taught. I mean, dude, it was like double team in fucking lighting, sound, uh... video. Someone had to do cam op stuff. And then, man, it's so weird trying to get, like, local actors or people thinking this is going to work. Yeah. I mean, we made it work, though. We graduated. Like, we, yeah, we made yeah, it. We, and we both work in... We're both... We got, we're lo- some of the lucky few that actually... We're able to make money off of uh, actually going into yeah, our craft. Have, yeah, have a career. Like I have, like a, I've had like you know since film school, I've had like an eleven year career. You know, damn, you put in some work. Yeah, I've you know I've done I've done a lot of things, and uh, and you have too. So I yeah. think that like our goal, I think, is you know to to, to to like be able to pinpoint like and kind of give some analysis on storytelling. Storytelling, because um, I love narrative. I think wrestling is a very uh, narrative-driven art form. It uh, is. It's very not uh, like it's. Some of my favorite films are like by Sergio Leone, which are like very non-verbal. It's very much uh, expressions. Expressions and and the, that to me is like how you tell a great story. I I love movies that have minimal dialogue, where like the actor is telling a story with you know the their bodies, the environment, and their environment. And I think wrestling is 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 one of the most purest forms of that sort of storytelling. Yeah, and they got to do it live. And they have to do it live and they're they're putting their bodies on the risk. Like and you got to learn how to pivot real hard. You know, it's why do people like Cirque du Soleil because they're doing the, you know, they're telling us it's the same thing. They're telling a story. Like you might like Cirque du Soleil, that's fine. Yeah. I like watching uh, two grown men fake fight yeah. in, a, in a in a fucking ring oh my in front God. of like 10,000 people. I made that joke to uh, this friend of mine in Portland. And uh, I was talking about like their little obsession. She loves like stuffed animals and shit. Yeah. And I was like, you got your stuffed animal shit, you know, spend a lot of money. I like watching two half naked dudes uh, fake fight. I can't believe you made the same fucking joke. <laughs> you yeah. just kind of knew. He didn't even know I made that joke. That was like literally an hour and a half ago. Yeah, you know, it is what it is. I think uh, one of our long-term goals too is to, uh, you know, tell the story of AEW and, and as well as like current uh, events. Uh, other other, like other uh, promotions as well other promotions as well I think we watch AEW because it's it's marketed towards us we're both uh, you know we grew up in the Attitude Era we saw what the Fed was doing and then it just stopped because eventually you know the Fed had to go PG yeah but it was also like you know edgy stories uh, you know pushing the envelope I feel like WWE while like you know it was blurring the lines between real and fiction yeah it was yeah in WWE now like it feels like it's for children and like that's totally cool hey they're making money off they're they're making money and good for them yeah I personally don't like. I'll check in every once in a while. I won't watch the pro- I won't watch the weekly product. I will check in on the uh, their on the Twitter highlights. I will check in on the Twitter highlights, and I will check in on the pay per views. But like, I won't. Uh, I, I won't watch the product. I tried to watch Raw. It's <clears throat> it's rough, isn't it? It's so rough. I, I won't even watch SmackDown. It just turns you off of SmackDown. It, SmackDown's it, the A show, right? I know SmackDown's the A show, and like Raw has just killed it for me. Oh man, that's <laughs> terrible. You know, I like I tried to get into it at the beginning I mean, of the you year. Tried to like basically get hard, and then by the end of like foreplay, you're like, no. Yeah, exactly. I, you gotta go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I think some other goals that we have uh, is 
I know we want to. I know in the sh- in the long term we'd like to get like you know free invites to some of these events. Yeah, you know that's a that's a Mark's dream. Just being told, hey, you get to have your like flight and hotel, and you get to show up maybe close to the ringside. Oh if yeah, you're good. Yeah, you know, like I mean. Hey, who doesn't want to get invited to one of those media press scrums? Dude, I want to see that circus uh, and I mean, see how just, that comes comes together. Just watch Tony Khan just not blink for two hours. Yeah, just just applying eye drops manually so you can just keep them open. Like watching him try and uh, do a key bump under the table. Yeah, not not gracefully either. <laughs> I mean, like we don't know that he's a he's a cokehead, but like Allegedly. you know, if he is, like, let me know. Uh, uh, <laughs> Yeah, let me let me get them digits. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, let me get that plug. <laughs> um, I think uh, I think another goal that we have is I we'd love to collaborate with uh, with other uh, podcasters and YouTubers. I think one YouTuber that I would love to sit down and like do an episode with is Wrestling Bios. Yeah, I think he's got an amazing channel. Um, uh, you know, and I would love to I'd love to get an interview with some wrestlers. You know, like. It, that would be fun talking about you know storytelling and like how 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 they tell stories in the ring. I think you know if we could have one wrestler or, or one tag team uh, on the show, I think we're both in agreement. FTR. It's a uh, it's a uh, you know fuck the revival, aka yeah. FTR, aka Seven Star, FTR, <laughs> aka Ten Times Top Guys. Yeah. Aka uh, I love my wife, I, I love, love my daughter, daughter, and I love this business. business. You know uh, what I'm talking about. I know what you're talking about. But yeah, and uh, definitely who uh, we don't want to work with is. Uh, Tranquilo Club, because fuck that kid. Oh my God, you're starting heat already with yeah, the child. Yeah, fuck that kid. Fuck that kid. Little Miss Whimsy, like you need to chill out on your fucking YouTube videos. All right, like I'm yo, pretty, he's I'm, got he's got Tony Khan's phone number. Oh, he's got Tony Khan's phone number. Oh, oh, oh yeah. Oh, okay, all right. Give me the other phone number where like Little Miss me Little Miss Whimsy stuff. Little Miss Whimsy got uh, the Supermark of Supermark's phone number. Yeah, cry me a fucking river. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Okay, and like without further ado, let's uh, get into the state of the union uh, yeah. of where AEW is or state of affairs. You know, um, I think we should start uh, with the thing that AEW does not care about most, which is the women's division. And so, without further ado, uh, let's start with uh, the state of affairs of where AEW is uh, is at currently uh, and what we think of the product and the storylines. And uh, we'll start with uh, the division that we know Tony Tony Khan cares least about: the women's division. What's your thoughts on the women's division right now? Uh, man, what what can they do to just keep wrestlers healthy? And what can they do to actually give them meaningful storylines? So I think we should start off by saying that we are, the date that we're recording this is uh, October 26th, uh, 2023, uh, the night after Dynamite. Uh, uh, and uh, I think on last night's match, uh, at least in the women's division, it was... Uh, Sheeta versus uh, Soho, and uh, of course Sheeta won. Um, yeah, big surprise. Big surprise. Uh, like, I don't think Sheeta is over. Uh, she was over at the start, at like year one, year two. I am not interested in 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 Sheeta right now, and it's not because of Sheeta. It's because of how they're presenting Sheeta. Just foreign like power, really no like driving narrative besides I'm the champion now. Like, is she even doing promos? Every so often. I think I caught one Sheeta promo in the last, like, four weeklies. Yeah, I feel like they're not really, like, she's not really telling her story. I think, uh, I also think that, like, the outcast with uh, Tony Storm, Ruby Soho, and Soraya has just been 
poorly mismanaged. I think the the only silver lining is that we got uh, we got timeless Tony Storm, which is like the only thing uh, truly saving the women's division right yeah. now. Yeah, it's it's those vignettes are amazing. Uh, it's like David Lynch directing wrestling promos. And it's, just trying to make it interesting it, and, and meaningful. Meaningful. They're so fucking weird. Yep. They, it's, uh, they, they, they're so fucking weird. I think another, like, to, to, to say another positive uh, before we just go in, back into shitting on it, uh, I really like how they've elevated uh, Sky Blue. I think, uh, I think she's been, I think they've been elevating her pretty well recently. Uh, I think the, the new character gimmick that they've got her with, uh, you know, after she got sprayed in the eyes by, was it, was it Julia Hart? Julia Hart from the House of Black. Yeah. Uh, like, I, I think that like the, if you notice every week, the, the teardrops or the, the mist goes further and further down. Yep. Um, I, I, uh, I, I dig that. I don't know where it's going, but I dig it. Uh, I also am, uh, I also feel like, uh, Julia Hart now that she's, uh, wrestling more consistently. Uh, I I personally I know I know Uncle Dave didn't like that match, but uh, I loved uh, her match with uh, Chris Statlander at uh, at Wrestle Dream. I thought it was you know I thought it was the first time we saw a women's match where it wasn't just uh, you know uh, one of the outcast members just or or just one of the other females just screaming at another wrestler just being like you loser and then like hitting her you know like I can that's listen some, to I say that to my face and spit at me I mean yeah <laughs> like yeah who, who who wouldn't but like at the same time like this is like I want to see I want to see a fight like I'm not here to see uh, a bunch of women just screaming at each other if I want to do that I'll go to the bar on Friday night yeah that's free that's free. and I get to drink. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't have to pay overpriced beer. I think, I think, uh, yeah, I think the outcast was horribly mismanaged. Uh, I think, uh, I mean, where the fuck is Britt Baker? Uh, you know what? Just making these weird, just appearances with no real story, no she, nothing. She has. I don't think she's been on. Has she been on? I don't watch Rampage. <laughs> I refuse to watch Rampage. Uh, has she been on Rampage? I. I haven't seen her that I can recall that was meaningful. She probably has. We'd have to look at uh, Cage Match. Just yeah, we probably have to has. check Cage Match. But uh-huh. like, from what I can tell, there's no real like narrative for Britt Baker because I think they just got all the stuff they wanted out of her in year one and year two. Yeah, and I, they were good. I mean, we got a, We got like we got a couple matches. I, I I don't think I've seen Britt Baker since All In. I could be wrong. All In and Wembley, I think was the last time I saw her. But maybe she's done an appearance in the last six weeks. But yeah, I mean that's a lot of time. Yeah, I mean I personally haven't seen her. She hasn't been in anything meaningful. Also, where the fuck is Thunder Rosa? Uh, politics, probably. Yeah, and, I mean uh, I know going from Brit to Thunder Rosa. I know the rumor is that they don't like each other, but like I don't I don't really care about yeah, that. Yeah, uh, you know you know what they got to work together regardless. They have, yeah, they should work together. Uh, you know, um, leave it all in the ring. Uh. Uh, I, where the fuck is Jamie Hader? I know she got injured. She got squashed back at Double or Nothing. Yeah, to, to basically get her out for uh, rehab and but, uh, but surgery. But like, we haven't heard from her. Like we haven't, we haven't. You know, I feel like you know the one thing that WWE did really well is that if somebody got injured, uh, they wouldn't just like sometimes they wouldn't just write them off. They keep them around, still like in the role. You know. Yeah, like a just a mouthpiece. Mouthpiece, you know, whatever until they healed up. Like, uh, like I, I, I feel like with her. You know, it's been too long that to, for her to be off TV, for us to care about her. Same with Britt Baker. I feel like Britt's been off TV too long. Um, the rest of the women's division, like Willow Nightingale, like I know she's big in New Japan. I know she was big in. Uh, I mean, she's currently being, Honor. Yeah, she's currently getting Ring of Honor. Yeah, she's she's been on she's been on AEW uh, television a lot. I'm not personally a fan of the gimmick, but like I can I see that like she's she's over. So like I'm not going to disparage that. Uh, 
Chris Statlander. Uh, like I like Chris Statlander. I feel like uh, I just I I just not don't feel like her championship run is is going well. I liked her better in the Best Friends. Yeah, uh, being an alien that was a mute. Yeah, exactly. And I feel like uh, I feel like also like you know we had Jade Cargill who was like the dominant. Uh, T- or TBS champion, like the TV title for the women. Yeah. And I feel like it was kind of like, kind of a waste to have her doing that. No wonder she let, went to WWE. But I also don't like the fact that they have two tiers of women's belts. I think what, like, it, it, they should develop the women's division first before they add another, they add a, a secondary, like, singles belt. What, what they should have done is they should have had a women's, uh, like a women's world title and then a women's tag world title. You know? Yeah. I mean, like, Tag wrestling in the in the female league or in the women's league is like, it's a rarity. But like AEW is is great with tag. Like that was a big selling point. That's why FTR came over. Uh, that's uh, why uh, the Young Bucks are EVPs. Yeah, exactly. Like tag team was supposed to be huge, and it is it is good. Like we've got great tag teams in AEW. Uh, however, like we should be developing the women's we should be developing the women's side as as equally as the men's. We should be building it up to as the same type of 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 like, you know, prominence on the card and with the same caliber of talent as the men's uh, the men's tag and the men's uh, uh, world champion t- or the main event scene. You know. Yeah. Uh, I think. Uh, I think. Is there anything else we can say about the women's division other than that it's a colossal failure? Yeah. Uh, just a few steps before it's like in the death nails, uh, like or death throws or what do you want to call it? Put give Ruby the belt already. R- Ruby just, fucking deserves it. You just it. have a crush on her. I mean, yeah, I, yeah. I do, but like she's also like one of the hardest workers. Oh yeah, I mean she did that uh, hardcore tag match, right? Dude, I was there for that. I was at Live? that. Yeah, I was at that dynamite. Ooh. Oh I yeah. I saw. I saw her bleed, dude. Was that the one like immediately after the Seattle one? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I feel like I feel like she's put in so much work. Uh, like her, Tony Storm, Sky Blue. Uh, right now, I think are the the best things. I think Soraya's kind of not where she needs to be. Uh, I think Sheeta, like while it's great in the ring, they don't really have anything story wise for her. It just it, it just goes to show that like Tony Khan doesn't give a shit about women. Yeah, uh, oh, like what a the, what a non PC statement that is. I mean, no, it's true. He doesn't give a shit about women. Like, uh, sorry to Kanye, but like, yeah, he he doesn't give a shit about the women's division because like, look at all their outfits now. They're getting skimpier and skimpier. Now I love that. But also, I mean, that's a throwback. I love it. Like as a guy, I fucking love it. But at the same time, as a human and as a as a as a as a human living in 2023, like if you're gonna do that, like at least the 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 product needs to be good and it needs to be elevated. It can't just be uh, it can't just be for lack of a better term TNA on screen. It, there's got to be no like, relation to impact. No relation to impact. Uh, it can't just be that. It's got to be gotta be elevated there's it's gotta be on par with wwe's now like it doesn't need to be screaming like you know bar bar floor like kind of matches but like uh and hair pulling like uh it, it should be like it should be more like honestly like that chris statlander julia hart match at wrestle dream i think the narrative in that match i went to wrestle dream uh live and i was uh yelling at moxley because he kept fucking blocking my view on the ricky stark match and I, I was yelling so loud, I think I started a chant in that corner saying, shut the fuck down, Moxley, because I'm too short. Sit the five, fuck down. Yeah, like, it's definitely happened in my area because I basically kept screaming, yo, shit the fuck down, I can't see. <laughs> and he has his headset on, so he's not hearing me. And the camera guy behind me is, like, watching me just scream at him from, like, a distance from the 
facing opposite of the ring. So, yeah, uh, I was enjoying Russell Dream and um, the Julia Hart story and the Chris Antlander, I think they told a really good story, even though I haven't been catching up very closely with Julia Hart. They did take a lot of time to develop that character. Well, I think putting her in the House of Black with... Uh with the, with Malachi and Brody and and uh, I'm forgetting the other guy, uh, uh, Buddy Buddy Matthews. Yeah, yeah. Put, putting them putting them together, I think was great uh, because like she had that gimmick which was just like she she like was, she was just kind of bored, but it like also just like there and then like they, she started getting it more incorporated in the in the matches like especially during the feud with with uh with the acclaimed mm -hmm. uh she was she was being a heelish manager like they took away her manager license in in storyline which it was a little corny but oh well like it, it, it it's elevated. better than having a laptop judge a a, a match card <laughs> yeah exactly uh, but then they started like working her after all in as a as a as a competitor and i think that like uh i think i think she's had a great run and uh I feel like the sky's the limit for her. Yeah. Um, so during the the build up, like she went from weird cheerleader in the uh, varsity blondes to that's right creepy goth girl that she could spit in my face too. Um, <laughs> right, don't, don't don't just sub on this fucking show, bro. Yeah. Like nah, keep, it's just keep it's, it in a, your it's pants, a good pop. Bro. It's a good pop. You're the one trying to pick a fight with a 13-year-old. Can I just not get a pervert hey, I think, pop? I think he's not 13. I think he's I think he's probably like. 19 20 if he's over 23 and he he's that whimsical like his balls need to drop <laughs> man so yeah you pick and fight with a child yeah i mean I, it's like well, me and call I mean, of duty it, you it's know? like me being jerry uh jerry lawler right now <laughs> yeah you're gonna get us the wrong kind of heat bro yeah it's not like i can't i don't need any more all right so you mentioned yeah. Mox, you mentioned so moxley right? yeah i mentioned moxley so like julia hart they're doing some decent things in the women's division of building like homegrown talent up it just takes a while and it they were just trying to find the right i think wrestlers to do it with yeah i feel but i feel like they should be bringing in more women producers to produce it better um and call mickey james yeah they should they should call they should absolutely call mickey james and, and have her be a producer on there uh they should call trish stratus they should call they should be calling anybody who was in wwe that 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 doesn't have a, a legends contract that does that, well i think if they have a legends contract they can still work because isn't flair is on a legends contract and he's he's doing a run in aew it sounds like you know i feel like that's more like out of respect i think that's a special exception yeah for sting yeah. um so you mentioned moxley right let's yeah. go into the next the next uh division uh let's go into uh the international the 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 the, the fucking cursed belt the cursed belt the international uh, uh championship uh what a division uh, i mean orange cassidy held it for what like over 300 days fuck let that man take a break but like, i think he found his second win with where he's going with his yeah. uh, his character arc i i mean i i don't know i feel like when like Orange Cassidy, what they did with the belt when when they changed it over from the North American belt to the to the international. It's not North American. It was the All Atlantic. Oh, sorry, All Atlantic belt. Is it North American? That's NXT, right? Yeah, North America is NXT. Sorry, uh, sorry, NXT uh, marks. Yeah, watch out for you're gonna piss off the Fed now. Oh um, yeah, they're gonna be coming for me. Uh, like I feel like with uh, when they switched over the belt to make it an international belt. And uh, and Orange Cassidy had it, and he was defending it. They were telling this like really great long term story where every time uh, he got into the ring, he had more and more of that like 
tape on him, you know, that like is to, you know, the, for it's the muscles. Showing, it's showing like a broken man over time. And, 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 and he was breaking and they made a point uh, uh, to, to sell the fact that like he's working injured and every time he does the super punch, it's less and less effective. And it culminated in that perfect finale for All Out 2023 with him and Moxley where, you know, he's so spent and he's 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 been through hell and Moxley like is going to finally do the kill shot and he is bloody and Orange Cassidy just gives him the finger before taking that that final shot from Moxley and then Moxley wins the belt gets out of the ring and Orange Cassidy uh like is is slowly rising and the crowd goes nuts and is giving him a standing ovation and he's crying in the ring that's when you should have taken him off TV. You shouldn't have fucking put him back to work the next fucking Dynamite on Wednesday. <laughs> yeah, and just, like, go for it. And then all of a sudden, the international belt starts changing hands for various reasons. Oh, uh, yeah, like, let's Mostly see. Mostly <laughs> legit fucking injuries. Oh, yeah, like, well, let's see. Let's put it on Moxley for one week, and then uh, let's uh, have... Uh, uh, it was on uh, Ray Phoenix. Yeah, it was Ray Phoenix. Well, so, yeah, Ray Phoenix dropped Moxley on his head not once, but twice. twice. Uh, you know, uh uh, there was that fumble with the the ref. Like, what 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 better way to like say, oh, this guy has a concussion than to drop him on his head again? Yeah, just make it an actual statement. So then, yeah, we had Ray Fenix have it for like what, like two weeks, and then also like before the uh, or OC run, like we had uh, Pac, and he ran it for a while, but. I don't know if it was immigration or if he got legitimately injured too. I think he got legitimately injured because he went away for a minute. Yeah, and like I could it, be wrong. I could be wrong. It's always a toss-up between uh, he didn't get his papers in to the government or he's actually injured because he fucked up in something. I like, mean, old Neville can you know, old Neville can can do whatever he wants. Yeah, he just has to you know let the border let him in. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. I mean. Uh, so I felt I feel like the, the they they fumbled the bag because they gave it to to Moxley and then Moxley got legit injured legit concussion that's probably why he couldn't hear you yeah he just still see, he's, hearing just he's, hearing uh, t uh, was it tinnitus yeah he's still hearing that bell in his ear you know yeah. what I'm saying yeah I <laughs> would too that's why he like said week. fuck so much during the pre-show yo that's why it's pre-show on, fr on the free for all is that that's don't a, sue us WWE <laughs> <laughs> I know it's called like the it's I don't think it's called the the it's, it's called the, the buy-in uh, buy yeah it's I think like, it's called the buy-in they can't use pre-show I think they can use pre-show. They can't use free-for-all because that was the WWE's. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was, uh, that was that hour they would give you back in the day. Yeah, where they would try to see if a mid-carder can move up the ladder. You want to see a D'Lo Brown match? Oh, <laughs> dude, watch that free-for-all. Yeah, it's free, too. Don't got to pay a dime. No pay-per-view <laughs> subscription needed. You, you, you want to see, uh, see X-Pac uh, get some X-Pac heat, uh, heat real quick? Yeah. Check in the, on the free-for-all. Dude, I love his uh, theme song during the X-Pac heat <laughs> run. I don't know why I like it. But I love the first, like, 20 seconds of it. Oh, dude, it's great. It's great. Uh, but, yeah, so they, they took the belt off of... Uh, 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 they, Mox, uh, uh, off of Moxley to Ray Phoenix. And then Ray Phoenix dropped it to Orange Cassidy. And now it's it's in the middle of this weird heel turn with Orange Cassidy. Uh, it's, it's the beginning of it. They're teasing a heel turn. I still feel like they fumbled it by not taking him off TV. I think what they should have done is taken him off TV for three months uh, and then bring him back uh, three months later... Uh, and and have him come back. You think he's a face and he's a heel. Yeah, it would have been the same effect. I think that he's, and, he's angry. He's angry. He wants that fucking belt back. That's what they should. To me, that's what they should have done. Uh, but you know, I guess what, just what put do, him back to work. What do I know? I'm not a billionaire. I'm not, or I'm not the son of a billionaire. So what <laughs> the fuck do I know? Uh, 
So yeah, that's the international division. I feel like they should. I feel like the international division should be the belt that they like. Just like New Japan's. Uh, what, what's the belt? Is it the uh, what the New Japan like the American side of New Japan or the uh, Japanese? The one side? that Eddie Eddie Kingston has. What's that belt called? Oh, that's the Neverweight Openweight Champion. Yeah, something like that. It's weird because New Japan has too many fucking belts. Oh, they do, and they have too many divisions, but it, somehow it all works. Yeah, it, sometimes it's okay. It's all good. Even with the new American, like, uh, uh, what is it, expansion? Yeah. Still fine. Doesn't matter. I mean, but, like, that belt, that belt's specifically designed to get defended in other promotions. What, the International? Or, or no, the Openweight? His, or, op- his op- or the yeah. Openweight, Neverweight, yeah. Eddie Kingston's belt that he has from New Japan. Yeah. That's the belt that, like, that's the belt that gets... Uh, you know, that is defended in other promotions. And I feel like... I did not know that. Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure that's the belt that is defended in, in other promotions. Like, that's their belt. It's kind of like advertising for them. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, uh, you know, they... I don't know if it can get dropped in another promotion but or if it has to get dropped in Japan, but it is defended in, in, in other promotions. And I feel like that's what the international title should be. It should be the belt that gets taken internationally. It might show up in Rev Pro. It might show up in New Japan. In New Japan, it might show up in Noah. It might show up in uh, uh, what's uh, like some Luchador CMLL is their partner. Yeah, CMLL. Well, CMLL is their new partner. Triple uh, A is also their partner. I don't know how that works. Uh, there's a blood feud happening in the background. <laughs> yeah, so, so there's going to be some bodies dropping. Um, and we're not talking like fucking. Uh, we're not talking like, lucha. We're, we're not talking kayfabe either. We're not talking lucha drops. We're talking we're body talking about drops. body drops. They don't. They do not get back up. Yeah, you don't want to fuck with those cartel dudes involved with that shit. Yeah. Um, you know, like uh, there's uh, like it should be defended in in, in PWG. It should be defended in uh, CZW. It should be yeah. defended in CGW. You know. Yeah. Impact like it, it should be defended in the Indies. It should be. You know, if MJF can go defend the world title in CZW. Uh, like the AEW world title in CZW, then like that that belt should be the belt that gets taken around. Yeah. And uh, I I don't know if that was the plan with Moxley before they dropped him on his head, or <laughs> if uh, or whatnot. But like I feel like the belt is while it's great to have some gold on Orange Cassidy, I feel like it should be the belt that you hear about that's defended elsewhere. And if that's Orange Cassidy, great. If it's John Moxley, great. But Guess that's what you gotta go. You, but yeah, it's gotta be something that gets defended. It could be dropped or, or title switched in AEW, but it should be the belt that is going around the world. Yeah, I mean, like, look at the Kenny's belt collector run. Yeah, exactly, you know? He was all over the place. Yeah, exactly. So let's go, let's go into the next one, tag division. How do you feel about AEW's tag division? I don't think highly of it right now. Besides, like the acclaim run, like I couldn't. Care That's less. trios right now. They're not. They're no, not... no. But back then. Back then. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm stating the fact that the tag, the do a two v two tag, uh, division is boring to me right now. Well, it's it's literally just FTR and and the Bucks. You know. Yeah, and and some weird. Like... And and the Lucha Brothers and. And like uh, I guess Claudio and whoever from the BCC, yeah, whoever is free that day, whoever is free that isn't Wheeler Yuta, and if it has to be Wheeler Yuta, you know they're gonna lose. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh man, I, I love Yuta. I love Wheeler Yuta, but he's so fun to make fun of. He's uh, like the Spike Dudley, <laughs> is what it is. He's the Spike Dudley of the group. He's getting just fucking shit on, not from his own group, from other people. Like last last night's promo, where he's uh, Orange Cassidy's like calling out uh, B, uh, BCC members. He's like, "I'll take on Moxley." I think it was Battle of the Belts or Battle of the Belts. Sorry, uh, a couple days ago it was. Uh, I'll take on Moxley. I'll take on Claudio. I'll take on t- Brian Danielson. Uh, you, no one cares about Yuta. Yeah, no one cares about Yuta. Like uh, I think MJF has the most vicious promo on on Wheeler Yuta that I've I've ever heard. Which one was it? It's from like it's from 
uh, I think when they were, uh, I think it's from his feud with Moxley before he won the belt. I think he cut like a, he, he like had some shit talk against uh, Wheeler Yuta. But like they also like apparently have history from uh, the Indies. Um, like, cause they rest, I think they wrestled uh, against each other in the Indies, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm in agreement. I feel like the tag division is very weak. I feel like for a company that is, is, is claims that they are about the tag division, uh, like it, while it's better than WWE's, I, let's let's get it straight. Yeah. It's way better than WWE's. Like mm-hmm. FTR has elevated the tag division uh, yep. beyond beyond anything we've seen in in WWE. Maybe not 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 so much in New Japan, yeah. but like in like in 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 American pro wrestling, they are they to me are like the pinnacle. No pun intended. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, they they they're great. I think the elite is 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 also great. I thought Kenny and and uh, and Hanger. Uh, and Hanger that that was a great tag team. So the problem the is there's no story. There was little, there was a story if you're Not, watching being the elite. Yeah, yeah. No, no. I'm talking about like now. Now there isn't because like they're friends and it's everybody's friends and. Like we just need to go. We need to go back to. We need to go back to Painmaker. Kenny. Yeah, we're not Painmaker. We're, Kenny, uh, uh, the cleaner. The cleaner. We need yeah. to go back to Painmaker Jericho and uh, Cleaner. Is it two or three at this point? Yeah, I have no idea. I would. I would watch that again. I Don't mean, it's dude. He was great as the cleaner. Yeah. Um, but like uh, the other tag teams that we got, we got Daniel. It's like Daniel Garcia is and and. Yo, uh, I love his shit. I love his shit too. But like, it's it's he needs a he needs a when he had Sammy Gravar in him over the summer when they were tagging that was pretty good. Yeah, I liked the AEW's versions of the Super Tag League, like the New Japan does it. Yeah. And you get to see weird combinations of people, and sometimes they work, and sometimes... Like, Better Than You, Bebe, that was always going to work. That was lightning in a bottle. It though. was lightning in a bottle. It, it started off like Austin and Michaels when they won the tag belts in 97. Yeah. Uh, like, these two dudes that just fucking hate each other, that have to work with each other. And, and they keep like, winning. And they keep winning. Uh, and, and I think with that one, they realized that they had to, like, pull the plug on it so they could go both go back to single stuff but while it lasted that that was a that the austin uh austin michaels tag run was a great tag run yeah and um, you know history kind of repeats itself in the in over time yeah but, but like, like variations the, yeah the mjf adam cole one was great uh i feel like uh, i feel like ricky and big bill even though i feel like ricky's uh whole run has just been uh like a tragedy a tragedy it's 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 horrifying uh, to see what they've done with him. One of the good benefits, though, is this is Big Bill's like first main like title run. Yeah, and Big Bill's phenomenal. Like when he was tagging with Brian Cage in the Eliminator tournament, uh, I thought that was a great pairing. I thought they should have paired them together as this like huge, humongous tag group. You know, like they like. They Vince would have Vince would have done it. Vince would have done it, but he Vince wanted had those would would want those big beefy men. Yeah, big beefy men slapping that meat. Um, but. Uh, <laughs> we keep going. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah I'll, I'll have to edit that part out of this. No, you just, can keep saying that. I'm just saying. No, no, no not the not the quote. I'm talking about you just just going silent because you're laughing too hard. But um, but you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. uh, I feel like uh, I feel like Ricky and and Brian Cage, like they that works. That is that is a that is an improvement. I although I feel like I'd rather see Ricky be champion or be in the run for champion give him a give him a run out with the uh, international yeah it's his you know this is his this tag belt is his first gold in aew yeah we and don't count ftw because it's an outlaw belt it's an outlaw belt hey this is his first real gold and he's been there since 2020 yeah you know? he was either the first or second one to get drafted in yeah and i feel like i feel like it's a fucking travesty that absolute ricky starks is is tagging with is is in the tag is is settling for tagging when he should be uh in uh in, in the least, main event picture it, it, 
not just main event, but like at least work up to it. So I would say like international, give him a, a good TNT belt run, and like let him work up the ladder. Yeah, let him work up the ladder. But like I feel like he's there yet. Like the he's there. He's all he's almost there. He's almost he's basically MJF before the CM Punk feud. Yeah, you know. Um, the the problem is is like they just need to build more like hype around him. I think. Yeah. And and I think like calling him a dime store Dwayne is doing him a disservice. Yeah. It's it's it, or calling him like Pebble was funny. Yeah, Pebble was was, was funny. But calling him a dime store Dwayne, I mean like, you know who's a dime store Dwayne? L.A. Knight. Yeah. L.A. Knight. Hey, he's he's hitting gold over there. I mean there. he is. No disrespect to L.A. Knight and the L.A. Knight marks out there. But like you want to talk about a dime store Dwayne? Like that's the dime store Dwayne, not Ricky. Ricky, yeah. Ricky. It's Dwayne and uh, Austin. Ricky is with like, a little bit of Brian, Pil- Brian Pillman. I forget, I forget what I was describing it as the other day to somebody, but Ricky is like uh, he's like the 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 Rock meets like Shawn Michaels meets uh, Goldie for the Mac. You know, mm-hmm. uh, if for those of you who watch black exploitation films. Uh, but yeah, so I feel like I feel like the tag division needs more pure tag, uh, more pure tag teams. Uh, good stories for tag teams. Yeah, pure tag teams with telling pure good stories. Um, like the acclaim run. Like the acclaim run. That was beautiful. That's lightning in a bottle. Yeah, and they had to give let or not let, but make Swerve and Keith Lee drop their tag belt because they oh, just saw that, what was going to happen. That all in twenty twenty two match between them, they should have won the belts that night. They were so over. And they put up that is the I think that is probably their best tag match. Yeah. Like with Max Caster, Anthony Bowens, I think together that is their best tag match like that they've ever put on. It was it was a it was a gauntlet. Yeah. Um and like their other match that they had when they actually won the belts off of them, that was great too. Mm-hmm. And I feel like uh I feel like they've been done a disservice. And that leads us into the trios. While they are now the trios champions and we've got an incredible scissoring belt yeah. out of it, uh the trios division Fucking sucks. There's, there's barely, there's not enough people to run good storylines. Like what? What is the storyline? House of Black. Like okay, so oh, we have, House of Black and the Elite. House How of, many times? Uh, like House of Black, Elite, Acclaimed. Uh, 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 uh the what? What Black is Blackpool Combat Club? Uh, make a run if they wanted to. They could if they wanted to, but who's gonna is gonna is Wheeler gonna get left out or is it gonna be Wheeler, Claudio, and and Moxley? Moxley or uh, Danielson? Danielson, depending on who's least injured. Like yeah, who's least injured? I mean, or like, actually, it would be most injured because you got to recover. So I mean, most, like most it, injured. Yeah, you might have to be, let Moxley drop the belt to go to trios. Exactly, you know, work out those cobwebs in his head. I feel like the trios division, while it's like cool, you're trying to keep up with New Japan, you're trying to keep up with Ring of Honor with their six man belts. Uh, it, it, it's not working. It's not working. Death Triangle had it. Uh, the Elite had it. Uh, the uh, House of Black had it. The Acclaimed had it, uh, or still have it right now. Yeah. I don't think there's another real dominant trio. Uh, you know, maybe CMFTR could have had it. Uh, we'll get more into that later. We'll get more into that later. Uh, but like, yeah, there's no, you know, there's not really any. What is it gonna like the Butcher, the Blade, and the Bunny? Like, are they gonna fucking do a? Oh, intergender uh, trio champ. Uh, that's mean, progressive. That is progressive. <laughs> I'm a progressive ass dude. Um, um, but like, there's just no story to really tell. outside of the acclaimed. Outside of the acclaimed, right now, there's no real story being told in the trios thing. That I think they're the trying most, to. That was the most touching story in the, in the trios. Oh, division. dude, that was an amazing. This summer had some great AEW stories, and then this fall is kind of just shit the bed. Yeah, just we're at, we're out of steam. It's it's we're running it's, out of people. It's AAW is like a pendulum. Like they'll be really hot and have great shit going, and then the next quarter it'll be like not 
not great. It, it, yeah, it'll, 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 you'll literally see MJF holding the company together by himself during that time. And then it'll swing back and it's great. And then it'll be back to like, it's literally MJF with duct tape trying to fucking keep this company together. <laughs> holding two promotion belts by himself. Yeah, exactly. Like, I think I think the trios division needs work. Uh, they need more people to pull that off, but you can only have so much TV. Oh, and, and we're going to get to the hometown hero right now. We're going to go into the TNT, uh, the TV title belt. Yeah. Uh, with your favorite and my favorite, uh, uh, Darby Allen. Dar- well, I mean, the belt is uh, on ca- uh, Cage right now. It's on Christian Cage, but... But, you know, yo, Christian Cage... Oh, beautiful gimmick dude i love christian cage uh i love i love that gimmick because it's it's uh it's it's so good it's 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 every bad 80s stereotype like mom's boyfriend and you really hate his mom's guts. new boyfriend the he new sucks. principal the new prince fair like what was it like the principal from the breakfast club yeah uh <laughs> like uh just any stern father figure who's also kind of creepy and is like probably like banging your mom banging your mom and all the other moms yep you know like it it's it's uh it's 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 fun it's a little perverse uh it it works really well it re- works really well you know why it works well nick wayne's mom oh dude <laughs> nick wayne's mom yeah it works so well and I mean, they're developing a local talent here too nick wayne's a seattle i mean uh, yeah he is he's a so, seattle guy i mean like dude the seattle scene who would have thought that like Back in the day when it was just Piper is the only one coming out of here, who who would have thought that uh, that we would have four four mainstays on AEW all yeah. from Seattle? Brian Danielson, uh, aka Albert Dean, but that's fine, <laughs> dude. Anything in like if it's Western Washington, it's Seattle. It just uh, has to be in Washington. It's Seattle. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we're we're a, we're a one town state. Yeah, Fuck Spokane. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, That's yeah. probably the demo is like bigger over there. That probably is. No disrespect, Spokane. Yeah. Um, uh, we're just trying to get over. Yeah, uh, just get, put us over, please. Uh, so we have, uh, yeah, we have Brian Danielson. We've got Swerve Strickland. We've got Darby Allen, and we got Nick Wayne. Like, Swerve Strickland, man, what a also kind of a tragedy too. But like, they're I think they're doing him justice. I think they're doing him justice too. I think put I think I think honestly, uh, I mean, I, I wanted to get into this a little later, but you since you brought it up, yeah, because uh, it is kind of in the TNT realm, because like, because he was in that title scene too. He was in that title scene. Uh, Swerve was in that title scene. Uh, I think he needs to be in the main event personally, because he's like he was amazing. That match at Wrestle Dream was personally my favorite match. I I, I love. I mean, me and you agreed both that was should have been the main card event or the main event and that card. Yeah. But we all know why at this point. Oh, they, had to, they, bring, they had to they had to bring in uh, somebody with an edge. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> they had to bring in Adam Copeland. Uh, like, hey, he's Edge. I don't care. He's a, sorry, he's, Adam. He's your Edge. He'll always be Edge. Uh, at least Christian got to just put Cage at the end of it. But that's from his TNT or his uh, his TNA era. Regardless, he still got to put Cage at the end of it. Yeah, it's 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 great. Uh, but like, yeah, back to Swerve. I think with Swerve, uh, like, he needs to be in the main event scene. He is so over. If you watch that Wrestle Dream match again, he is he it was is beautiful storytelling. It was beautiful storytelling, and I gotta say, like. Pairing him with Hangman, like I, 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 just as much as we have been talking about, uh, just uh, in our personal conversations about how great Swerve is doing, uh, Hangman has matured so much in, 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 in since he had the title, since his title. Well, won. I would say post CM Punk yeah. feud. I, I mean, the, the his feud with 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 Swerve was great. That match, that was real storytelling. That was a guy. Going as going in as the babyface and realizing that he's not the face in this town, and then slowly working heel. It was like the Hogan and Rock uh, WrestleMania match, but like, what if that match was actually good? 
Like, what if, one, what, what, what if the other wrestler could actually have more than five movesets? Yeah, exactly. I mean, while that, they switched, while they did, totally did a switch from, both, like, Rock worked heel, ended up working heel, and, and Hogan, uh, Hogan ended up working face, and then it worked out for both of them. They, like, they still kept it that, like, uh, that Hangman was the, the face and, and Swerve was the heel, even though Swerve was getting the, the baby face reaction. It, Hangman was still, like, doing heelish stuff. And he was still, like, he was working the crowd. He was working, yeah. you know, he was working tough. He he put over Swerve. Like, he did a fantastic job putting over Swerve in Swerve's hometown. And, yep. like, to me, that deserves a round of applause. It is a round of applause. When I saw it live, I'm like, like damn, ten, they put him over. As somebody that has been, like, I don't know about Hangman. Like, I, like, I don't really understand his gimmick. You're just mad because he had controversy with CM Punk. That's all it is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but at the same time, like, I, 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 I did go back and I rewatched the whole, like, the whole hangman build from the very first, uh, from the very first like uh, fighter fest or whatever it was, or mm-hmm. double or nothing to through the fighter fests, through uh, through the early dynamite to when he actually faced off with Kenny for the belt. Beautiful storytelling. Like he's great at he he's great at long term storytelling. Uh, and I think what's so great about this is that you know he is putting over somebody that deserves to be put over. Yeah, he's been just kind of been tucked in the back a little bit just no one knows what to do with Swerve and Swerve can really do anything I mean it's so funny that Prince Nana's the fucking real reason Swerve got over <laughs> like I mean Nana like I, I go between being like Nana is coonery and buffoonery at his finest to being like nah this shit is genius it's genius cause it's just pulling out 80's dance moves and he's just getting it over by just being extra extra nigerian i guess i mean is he nigerian i don't i like i i feel like i feel like the nigerian thing is a nigerian scam you know <laughs> i don't know i don't know i i i, I, I mean he's uh, I, no no disrespect prince nana has been in like ring of honor since like the beginning yeah so, so he's old as dirt he's old as dirt uh he's been in it for a long time uh hats off to him it, it got over it won me over the swerve when i drop bitch i yeah. swerve when i drop yeah you it's know. a good combination it's a good combo uh I think uh, I think back to the, the back to the TNT. T- the we TV. took a hard Seattle turn. We took a hard, and we're going to take hard Seattle turns throughout this whole thing. So buckle up. Yeah, uh, <laughs> we're swerving while we're driving this. <laughs> uh, uh, back to the like. So the TNT title scene. What is it? It's fucking just Darby and Christian. But you know what? I like Christian having the belt officially now. Oh, I like it too. It's great. It's just really hard to just put over Darby. It really is. I mean, he's the problem is, is Darby's not a good promo. He he actually had one good promo this past week. I can count two good promos he had this entire year. First one is at Collision when uh, when it was that that four way promo with uh, Punk, Ricky Starks, and Christian Cage. And Christian Cage dropped that banger of a line to Punk that was, uh, "Tell me, Punk, what's a man? Uh, uh, what kind of man carries around a belt that he didn't win?" <laughs> Don't, don't answer that. Yeah. And that's when uh, Luchasaurus uh, w- was the real TNT champion. Yeah. And But, like, Christian Cage was holding the belt. <laughs> holding the belt, like, showing it off. Like, it's his doing... Sometimes... Uh, did he ever go up on the ring post with the belt? I'm sure post-match. he did. He also would say, it's my belt. Yeah. And then he would have to correct himself immediately. It's like... <laughs> We have the belt. So, like, dude, Christian Cage. I like that Christian Cage is the TNT champion because it's like Samoa Joe in Ring of Honor as the TV title champion over there. Yeah. Like, it works. These are your veterans that you're tuning in for that, like, you know, you have some... You know, I, I loved Christian back in the day. I thought Christian was better than Edge back in uh, back in the TLC days. Yeah, and uh, it just confused me why Christian got dropped first. I mean, it's because Edge is a better-looking dude. 
you know. That and they had that Matt Hardy heat. Oh yeah, well that they Matt Hardy heat didn't happen until way later. That oh. was that was like that what, was a year? few years later. A few years later. That's uh, that's another uh, storyline I got back into wrestling for because I think that was like what like two thousand five, two thousand six. Yeah. Uh, like I I tuned back in when I when uh, somebody had told me that yo, Edge fucked Matt Hardy's girl, and I'm like, what you mean Lita? And he's like, yeah, yeah. bro, check out his blog post. He's going off the rails. This is a shoot, brother. Yeah, and then he got fired, and then they brought him back. Because know? they realized that's money. They have fucking money on the table, dude. And they work together like fucking professionals. So Exactly. Hats off to them. Literally, someone fucked his girlfriend and was like, you know what? We can make money off of this. And they I made a hold, ton of money. Hold it in. A ton of money. Maybe some 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 real shoot uh, hits here and there. Yeah, I'm sure they I'm sure they threw live rounds. I'm yeah. sure... Because in that first run-in... Uh, we're going off on a tangent, but that first run-in where after after Matt Hardy got fired and he comes in through the crowd and like beats the shit out of Edge, I'm sure there were a few live rounds. Oh yeah, uh, oh yeah, just like, to, just to have some feeling back. Oh yeah, I mean like that's that dude fucked your lady when he when you asked him specifically to take care of her on the road. Yep, you got to give him one. And then they did a weird like consummation like oh, promo dude, yeah. under the sheets. I I didn't understand it. The the rated R sex tape. Literally just in the center ring with them with the blankets over. I don't know who thought that, that was, was a good so idea. Cr- that was so cringe. That, that was, was just cringe. to get. That was just to get heat. Yeah, just to get the, that cheap. Talk heat. about real cheap heat. That is real cheap heat. Yeah. So yeah. So like uh, the, the TV title. The TV title. Like I. While it suffers, they got a great lead. Uh, they do. I think Darby. I think Darby need like. They, okay, so he had his first grid promo, and the second one was literally oh yeah, the, that's right, the one with the uh, Watch Your Back Sting and um, Ric Flair stuff. Like, yeah, the last night they had the Ric Flair reveal. Sorry, spoilers. Um, basically, in their little promo, I think Darby figured it out. You don't have to be super animated; you just have to look and feel real. Yeah, and I think if he does that more. Because I don't like Darby when he's talking. Because Darby will talk a lot in his promos, and it just feels like he's talking to nowhere. It's like, like a take, bad Bret Hart. Yeah, I mean Bret Hart wasn't the best of promos either. Like he got like his. I think his best promo, Bret Hart's best best promos were uh, when he was turning heel in '97. Um, but maybe that what that's what Harvey, uh, Harvey, Darby needs. Yeah, like yeah, Darby Darby needs that. Um, but yeah, the TV the TV title scene is not that great right now. Even though it like it's got a good storyline wise, we we we've got the the best TNT champion that's to date to date, uh, bar none. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm curious to see who else becomes uh, Christian's son. Yeah, how many he's, how many he's, kids he's can the, he adopt? He's the son collector. Yeah. If, 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 if Kenny's the belt collector. Uh, I was going to say the, the mom collector. He's, he, well, he's the son collector, and by association, <laughs> the single mom collector. <laughs> Damn. Like, uh, hitting on multiple levels. That's genius. Yeah, so now that we've got through the, the TV title division, main event scene. What the fuck is going on there? I, I don't know. I love that MJF is it's, still... It's all over the place, but like it's, it's good. I mean, MJF is hands down probably their best champion they've ever had. Yeah, and um, it's homegrown talent. He's homegrown talent. He's uh he's one of the four pillars. He's the he's the only four pillar truly holding up the company. Yeah, it's not Sammy Guevara. I'll tell you that much. And uh, Darby is somewhere out there with Sting trying to figure out who what knows what, who what knows the pillar looks like. Who knows what the fuck's happening with Jungle Boy? We might get into that later. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. I heard I heard some fire behind that. <laughs> I, yeah. Uh, I feel like like we so I think you know if we're talking main event pay per view matches with MJF defending the belt. I mean, he's defended it a few times on TV, mm-hmm. but he's made like his only two, uh, or he's only defended it 
three times on pay-per-view so far. Uh, Wrestle or uh, Revolution 2023. Mm-hmm. Uh, Double or nothing in the Four Pillars match. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, I guess he defended it against Tanahashi at Forbidden Door, but that was yeah. we know that was like that was that was first up on the card. If if he had his way, he would have had that in the buy-in. Yeah, just get it out of there. I'm gonna keep this. We'll put on a good ten minute, and we go our separate ways. We make money. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and then he defended it against Adam Cole. So four. Four title defense. Four legitimate on a cage match. And then everything else, at least like on, on the pay-per-view scene. Yeah, TV yeah. scene, like he's defended it against Adam Cole. He defended it against uh, Samoa Joe. He defended it against uh, uh, T- Takeshita. He defended it. Uh, I mean, yeah, he's defended it a few times on TV. He's going about to defend it against uh, Kenny this weekend. Yeah. Um, uh, was it a uh, collision? Yeah, and he's going to defend it against, uh, and he's going to defend it against Jay White at uh, full gear. But I feel like, you know, I think those matches that he had, like, my opinion, uh, Danielson versus MJF at Revolution is my match of the year. That is that is the best match that AEW has probably ever put on. And there's not a lot of people who could do an Iron Man match. There's not, and, like, there's not many people that could do that. The only people I think, the only three people I think that could do that in that company were, I didn't even think MJF could do it at the time. It's Danielson and Omega. Yeah, and MJF just had... Daniel Bryan's like rub enough to get to 60 minutes. I mean, he got it. Like yeah. you, you watch that match. Like it is both of them. It is equal. It is a perfect. If there if it if there is a perfect wrestling match, it is that match. And we're eventually going to do an episode on on that feud, mm-hmm. and where we'll talk more about it and break down the the storytelling of it. But right now, I, I'm calling that as my match of the year. I know you're you're reserving it till uh, until uh, full gear. Until full gear. Uh, uh, Newsflash: We're going to full gear. <laughs> yeah, we'll be at full gear. Um, but. And, uh, you know, I think that's, I think, I think the championship has been a great run. I think the only missteps were uh, letting better than you, Bebe, that team run too long. I think it's run its course. It, it's unfortunate that Adam Cole got injured, uh, but now, because it feels like MJF stuck with the fucking title. Yeah. Like but, maybe he was supposed to drop it. Who knows? But yeah, but he's got the title. I think, I think because they're going to, he's on the poster for the Ring of Honor pay-per-view in uh, December. So I think they're going to keep that on him at least until December. I mean, if you don't know, his contract ends January 1st, 2024. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, like, we, you know, I think, you know, realistically, they're going to need to take the, the belts off of him uh, in December. Uh, if even, Any way possible. Any or way. they give him a fuck ton of money. Or they give him a fuck ton of money. But he said he doesn't want to negotiate until after January 1st, 2024. So, and, I, and I'm pretty sure that's not a work. I think that's actually, like, a shoot. Because uh, he's talked about how he wants to start a bidding war. And as you've seen with uh, with Will Ospreay, who is currently in a bidding war with AEW, uh, New Japan, and WWE, and TNA right now. What kind of money does TNA have? I mean, I don't know. Uh, I, I have no they idea. They just bought back the TNA, like, like trademark. I'm sure that wasn't cheap. I mean, also, like, I don't know. Maybe, maybe uh, I don't know. And it, will, maybe will, they'll bring back the will, six will, sides again. Will Ostrey's from the UK, right? Uh, yes. I mean, maybe they like uh, you know, maybe they uh, they they, t- they got a partnership with Rev Pro. No, maybe they told him it like the 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 figure would be in pounds, but really it's going to be in dollars. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like I don't know what they did. Uh, I don't know what they. No, did. they're he they're, they're at their, least trying. He was at their pay per view last week. So yeah, so the in the main event scene, I feel like it's 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 been good. I feel like the main event scene overall has been good. I feel like we had a misstep, a couple missteps. Uh, and some bad fortune. That's some bad fortune, but it's picking back up now, and like 
you know, this it's it's MJF has enemies on all sides coming for him. Uh, you know, we have a, some guy in a devil mask that's uh, attacking him. Yeah, uh, and we'll, we'll try to figure out who that is, and I feel like it, we're going to find out by the end of the year. I th- yeah, I feel like we're definitely going to find out at Full Gear. I mean, they're teasing that we're going to find out at Full Gear. And, you know... Uh, you know, we'll, we'll get back to we'll get back to the guy in the devil mask. Yeah. But yeah, I feel like uh, I feel like the this only... Mojo like losing and then doing another character development. Yeah. Like even more like kind of smarmy, uh, heinous kind of yeah. feel to it. I, like I, he like... got more smartass about I, like the thing I about mean, like being hungry. Joe's a fucking performer. Joe is. Joe is the Joe. Joe carried Impact along Joe with Joe carried couple... Ring of Honor <laughs> and Ring of Honor. Joe carried Ring of Honor. Joe carried Impact, and probably at the same time too. Yeah, I mean, they—he was young. He had he had a lot of energy back then, and at least in Impact, he had AJ Styles and Christopher Daniels and Punk and Punk uh, over in the Ring of Honor, right? Yeah, well, he had all three of them in, at both times, you know. Yeah, because they had that talent exchange at the time. Yeah, because they were both seen as uh, just mid mid promotions. Yeah, but like, I mean, I you know, Ring of Honor over. Early Ring of Honor over TNA. Yeah, like, if you look at the champion list, at least for, like, heavyweight between 2000 and 2010, yeah. like, pretty much anyone on that list went to a major promotion. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, you'd be hard-pressed not to find somebody who didn't go to a major promotion and have success, you know? There's a few, but, like, for the most part... By and large. By and large, you know? And that should lead us into Ring of Honor, because that's another uh, topic, right? yeah. Like, like we'll we'll get into we're gonna, we're planning on doing a full episode, but like I think general thoughts at this current moment about Ring of Honor is that it they're is, treating it like Sunday Night Heat. They're treating it worse than Sunday Night Heat. It's, hey, it's that was bad. It's dog shit. But like, uh, okay, late, hold on. Uh, Ring of Honor or Rampage now? Which one? Oh, which one would you watch? We'll do we'll Ring do Ring of Honor, Honor a show. Probably Ring of Honor, but Rampage is kind of just like. Here's some fools from Ring of Honor to throw at the TV. Yeah. It should have been Collision. And it shouldn't have been Fools. It should have been a good fucking Battleground like show. Yeah, I mean I feel like I feel like the fumble with Collision was that should have been you know, you could tease it as an AEW show, but it should have been a Ring of Honor show. Yeah, give it well I just I, I'm sure there's a lot of like politics and like fucking deals. I mean, yeah, well you're dealing with a major network and like anybody who's dealt with a major a major network knows that like what they want they they want you know and like yep. they while aw owns or tony khan at least owns ring of honor outright uh and it's a sister brand of aw like i don't think uh i don't think you know i don't think you could uh monkey in the monkey in the the bag this one you yeah, know you can you can finesse it in uh because like they want the aew brand because that's what's hot it should yeah i mean it, sh- it should have been like a ring of honor show because uh, like it's you know it's saturday night a lot of, not, I mean, I was watching Collision very consistently over the summer. I thought it was. I thought what they did in Collision was phenomenal. We're eventually going to do a Collision. Uh, the story of the start of, of the birth of Collision. Yeah, we're gonna definitely going to do a Collision story uh, episode. Uh, but the Collision show on Saturday nights, it should have, you know, it should have morphed into a Ring of Honor show at yeah. some point. And it should have. They could totally have done that. It, it could have been. I mean, AEW's roster is already overbloated as it is. But yeah, give some other people on a different promotion that the same guy bought sometime. Yeah, exactly. And like, yeah. So I feel like Ring of Honor. It's it started off good. We had some great matches in 2022, and then after 2022, going into 2023, after FTR came back and Jay Briscoe died, it uh, it kind of fell apart real quick. Yeah, it kind of <laughs> fell apart real fucking fast. Yeah. I mean, I'm glad Eddie's the Ring of Honor champion, but uh, yeah. it's long overdue. It's too. long overdue, but like, is he defending it on, on Honor Club? I don't know. 
I, I mean, he's defend. He has to defend it in some Ring of Honor promotion stuff. I mean, he has to, but like, is he just going to defend it at pay per views? He's been de- like the other thing too. I don't like, or maybe I like. I don't know if I don't like it, uh, or if I'm just like indifferent to it. Is like all the Ring of Honor belts getting defended at AEW shows and pay per views? It's uh, it's really a disservice to the brand. Uh, yeah, it doesn't. You know, like. The Bucks right now. The Bucks are, and I think, is it the Bucks and 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 Hanger are the trios champions, over there, or not? The, no. the, sorry, the six man. I'm pretty sure they're the six man. Oh champions. no, they are. You're right. Yeah, they're the six man champions, right? I mean, we both have laptops and we're just making guesses now. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, but anyways, continue. You know, so like you have the Bucks there. You have Eddie as the guy. You have Samoa Joe as the TV guy. Uh, I don't know who the women's uh, div- uh, leader is right now because I'm not like, I'm not watching Ring of Honor consistently. Uh, just because it's been so downhill and like why watch it like what's my what's my reason to watch it if all the title matches and title changes are happening on AEW TV and pay-per-views I mean I get what I want at the end of it the story build up at a pay-per-view and I didn't have to pay anything for yeah, the, the I didn't have club. to I didn't have to subscribe to their service I didn't have to do any of that I just watch AEW and it, it's all there that's a problem and that that needs to be addressed and fixed you know I think the spirit and the idea is is what they're trying to chase after the idea of like introducing Ring of Honor through title belts and like their champions and then the other problem is AEW has to go over there Yeah exactly exactly so I think that I think we're gonna wrap up this episode um, right now. Uh, we have a special surprise for you. We couldn't just do uh, one episode without doing another one. Um, we've been kind of teasing it. We've been talking about. We've been dancing around. Uh, you know what's I think currently popping off right now. What's currently popping off right now? We you know there's a there's a storyline in WWE or sorry in AEW uh, involving a, a a person in a devil mask that's not MJF and. Uh, there's also this other narrative just in wrestling at large with, uh, you know, where's, uh, you know, uh, for those of you that don't know, uh, CM Punk was supposedly fired at All In and, uh, or had an altercation at All In and then he was fired before the next pay-per-view, which was later that week at and All got Out. And Jack Perry suspended. And Jack Perry is quote-unquote suspended indefinitely. Um, and you, you have Impact people going nuts thinking that... Uh, that, that Punk's going there. You got WWE people looking at anything on the product being like, Shinsuke Nakamura said, uh, uh, set me free. That's in Punk's theme song. That's in Cult of Personality. <laughs> He's coming. You know, or like Rhea Ripley, like Yo, saying like, I got something I need to get off my chest, which is how Punk started the pipe bomb. You know, like, like I'm, I think Bret Hart and Austin said, I, there's something I need to get off my chest. You know, like, mm-hmm. were they were they predicting the pipe bomb back in 97? <laughs> Yeah, right. You know what I'm saying? He was already well, destined. Like, you know, they're they're you know, they're grasping at straws. Uh they're you know, this is the wrestling business, right? This is this is you never truly know what is a work and what is a shoot. You yeah. know, what's real and what's kayfabe, you know? Yep. And uh that's what, you know, like truly at the end of the day what brings us into this uh in, into this world and why we love it is like it's a mystery. It's it's for you. It's it's subjective. It's art. You know, it's art a is story art. that's entertaining. It's, it's storytelling. It's narrative driven. It's subjective. Uh, it's it's you know, good matches get you invested. Good storylines make you question. You know, the the nature of this reality. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, that's why our next episode is going to be a special episode. Uh, it's an episode that if we we had a Patreon, we would tell you to go to Patreon yeah. and, and and donate for. But and also, we, this would have been like reserved a little bit later. But because of time, because of timing, uh, you're getting a double hitter. You're getting a double hitter. Uh, the next episode is uh, 
It's going to be called The Real World's Devil, CM Punk Fired or a Work. Tune in next time. Uh, this is uh, Mark King and Cyrus Andrews uh, telling you, uh, love your wife, love, love your, your daughter, daughter love, love this, this business. business. Thank you for listening. Tune in next time.